Well, hello, and we welcome you to the World Travel Dad Show, where we help you travel intelligently with your family. With trip planning, money-saving tips, and funny stories, we are a resource for your next travel chapter. We are excited to have you here, and we hope our adventure helps you with yours. Tips, jokes, stories, and overall fun for your ears to enjoy. Now here's our host, World Travel Dad. What's up? It's the World Travel Dad Show. Don't wait until you're 65 to take the trips you could be taking today. So glad you've joined us today. And the last time I recorded a podcast, we were in Ubud, and we have since left Ubud, and we've stopped in two other places. I'm sort of just along for the ride here in Southeast Asia. Uh, My wife uh, has planned all of these stops diligently. I don't know how she did all of this. I had never, frankly, heard of many of these places, but I like to joke that she's my Southeast Asia correspondent. I did think it was a good idea to give some closure on Ubud because we spent almost 30 days there and I did start to really enjoy the place, but again, it wasn't um, terribly easy for me to get comfortable there. It's not a walking culture. Um, You basically get in a cab, go somewhere, leave that place, get back in the cab, go somewhere else. So it's hard to explore. You know, I like to go somewhere to like a dinner and I like to leave and after I'm done and go explore the neighborhood and the surrounding area. It's a lot of how you can learn a city and get to know uh, all the different places, but that was very difficult in Ubud, and I feel like there was so much that we really didn't get to see but I think we did uh, quite a lot there. I did get two massages, and they were amazing. It's a Balinese massage. It's a little bit different than the massages I've had in the past, which have been very few and far between, so I am not a massage expert. I will say that I have less stress since I left the cubicle lifestyle, in fact, at one point during my first massage, I was I was nervous that the uh, the masseuse might accuse me of being too relaxed. Like maybe she would think that I needed to start working harder or something. But lo and behold, she figured out where I was harboring some some of that remaining cubicle stress, and it wasn't where I had thought because when you're hunched over a computer all the time. You're going to get it up in your your neck, your shoulders. I think men often have a lot of low back stuff going on. And my problem areas were my hands. And that was very strange. I have no idea why I had stress building up in my hands. We actually then left three days before our scheduled departure from Ubud. We left last Thursday. And that was because we had started our visa um, extension process previously. And you only have 30 days on the initial visa when you land in Bali. 
and you're going to have to extend it for another, I don't know. I don't know how much we extended it for. Like I said, I, you know, I'm kind of along for the ride on, on some of this stuff, but you need to start earlier than you're being told. We were told by a lot of people that it was no big deal and it is kind of a big deal. You have to relinquish your passport for literally weeks at a time, which I still, I think that's very strange, but I don't have a passport on me right now. I just have the copy. And if you are a slacker, you know, if you're some backpacking beach bum and you wait too long, you're going to end up paying double for the visa extension. And we just had this nagging feeling that um, we were being told it's no big deal and we just didn't believe that. And so we started the process early and we're going to get this done. We're going to get our passport back about five days before we have to leave the country. So good thing we started when we did or there could be some, some major issues. But after we had taken care of business down at the the Denpasar local um, immigration office that day, which, by the way, the thought of the Denpasar immigration office uh, on a hot day does not sound appealing. But it wasn't that bad, so don't freak out. We actually had a, a driver, and he you know, was willing to wait for us, and... Um, he he did a great job. He didn't complain at all. And we had a couple of different stops that day and uh, didn't complain at all. So I made it rain on the tip. I, I like to, I like to reward when the person doesn't know the rewards coming. I like to play Santa Claus who doesn't, but we, we had enough business. So we decided to use some Marriott points and we decided to stay down at the I always mess the name up of this area. It's uh, Nusa Dua. Nusa Dua. It's the tip of Bali. And it's a very nice place. And they have a Marriott there. And we had some points that we had been saving up. Not many. Not many. Not enough to do much damage. Um, the way that Marriott does their points. they It's kind of a scam, really. Because, in my opinion... They they shift the the class of the hotel depending on the popularity of the hotel. So it, it's market-driven. But we initially got the Bonvoy card for the Marriott Puerto Vallarta, which is a place we like to go a lot. We love that place. And when we first got the card, um, that was uh, level four, I believe, you know, now it's up to a level six, and so we can't use our points there. You'd you'd uh, exhaust them far too quickly. But the Nusa Dua Marriott um, is only like a level three or something, and so you know you can you can stay in like a Detroit, you know La Quinta, or you can stay in the Marriott Nusa Dua Bali Indonesia. So take your pick, and uh, we certainly knew which one we were going to choose. No offense to Detroit. No, it's a fine city. Been there a couple of times. We 
drove down to the the end of the peninsula and we checked into the hotel and I want to do a full review of the hotel. I don't want to miss anything. I want to do it justice. Um, before we get to the hotel review, I want to bring back um, a little bit of a older segment, the current events segment that I used to do. I was told never to do it again and to stay in my lane and only talk about travel, but I love current events. And so it won't take long. I always like to talk about the currency exchange. Um, I think that's very important. It's still looking great for the dollar most places in the world. So uh, now's as good a time as any. I keep telling my kids that they need to appreciate this currency arbitrage opportunity. And they kind of look at me with a strange look, but I think they're getting it. I mean, they're eight and 10 years old and I think they finally are ready to seize upon this opportunity of an ultra strong dollar that they may never see again in their life. And whenever I say that, like I said, I'm, you know, I'm kind of a stopped clock. I've, I, I, along with Peter Schiff have been calling for the dollar's demise for, you know, 20 years and it hasn't happened. And, um, it's not like I went and hid under a rock. I mean, we decided to travel. Now we didn't, we didn't know that the dollar would take off the way it has. So we really kind of got lucky there. But the exchange right here for the Indonesian rupiah looks good. The Thai bot in Thailand, where we're going next, that looks fine. And we already had the euro. The euro is one to one. And um, that was just really exciting for me. I mean, you know, I, I'm, I'm kind of from the old school. And the euro, I always was so jealous. All the, the, the colorful money. I mean, the U.S. gets, we get one color. We just get green. The euro always looks so fancy to me. I'm still jealous of that currency, but that's neither here nor there. The, um, what else is going on that, you know, there's, there's inflation. Um, even when you're playing, you know, you're playing these, the global arbitrage we talked about on the last episode and you still, you know, you're, you're going to get hit with inflation because the goods are going to be more expensive, but um, you know, for like in Turkey, for instance, I mean, things, things are changing on a weekly basis there and the price is increasing and the inflation's kind of running away on them. Um, kind of like it is in the U S I mean, I haven't had the chance to really look into it. I haven't talked to many people back in the States, but you know, I'm sure at this point your baristas, you know, making six figures, I mean, you know how this thing's going to go. Um, so I hope that we can uh, we can steer the ship clear, get out of this mess. But that's kind of all I see on the financial news front. Uh, midterm elections coming up in the States. Uh, I am not talking politics because I don't think that uh, that red team win. I don't think that's going to solve anything. Um, I think this is... Uh, I think both teams, no bueno. Um, I 
guests call me a libertarian. I don't I don't even know what that means. My brother says libertarians are just Republicans that lose elections, but um that's not true. But we we do lose a lot of elections. Okay. So, Marriott Nusa Dua. We needed to pamper ourselves and we got there the first night. Everyone was tired, a little under the weather. We had a wonderful late afternoon lunch in the in the on-site restaurant. It's right next to the neighboring courtyard property, which looks like a much older property, but the Marriott's, you know, new. And they have a, a gong in the lobby, which was really exciting. Um, fantastic gong. Good gong game. Everyone, per usual, was extremely pleasant. And the cynic in me is constantly waiting to be turned away or shut down or, or let down in some way. And the... Marriott staff did not let me down. They they were full of positive vibes and telling me what I could do versus what I couldn't do. Once we got our bags to our room, we checked in. We went down to, uh, to swim. Uh, fantastic pool. And one thing that I really liked is they did the pool temperature correctly. It was warmer than you'd think. Very interesting. You know, you would think, uh, warm pool, not refreshing. But, I mean, let's be honest. A lot of these pools, you know, you're, you're, you're facing a lot of anxiety and, and discomfort trying to get into them because they're, they're cool. And sure, I mean, if it's blazing hot, I guess you want a, a you know, kind of a cool temperature, but... Um, I mean, how, how many of us get into those pools, even if it's hot out, you get a little breeze and all of a sudden you have uh, goose pimples on the arm and you know, you got to get out and, uh, the kids, you know, lips are blue and they don't seem to notice it, you know, the problem there and they think you're weird for getting out. And so it just creates this tension and, uh, they, alleviated that tension with this kind of warmer than usual uh, pool temperature. And so right off the bat, you know, I'm thinking this may work. You know, we had, we, we had uh, booked for three nights and we had the first night we ended up um, swimming until dark and I uh, actually did a popular Instagram post. Um, got about 12, 12 hearts on that one. My wife stayed back in the room while we were swimming and got some room service. Uh, we we're not a room service family. We want we want our kids to to look at room service as like the holy grail. You know, you can't have you can't have people expecting that. Um, you know, they have to think that's very special, and so we never do it. Um, but. Like I said, everyone, everyone's kind of under the weather, so she got a wonderful little room service meal. Um, I actually had a little bit of it, and, you know, food's good. The room was very nice. We had the one-bedroom apartment. It's very new. 
Marriott uh, was offering a, a 90 minute timeshare seminar and they were um, compensating you handsomely uh, to engage in that. But I was not going anywhere near that thing because I don't, I don't have the stomach for those. You know, you, you end up in yelling matches with people and it's like, I have to see these people throughout the day walking around the pool. I can't go in there, do battle and then, you know, have the same people bring me a pina colada. So I passed on that. Uh, you know, call me a wimp. I probably am. Um, I just think that that whole timeshare thing is so strange because shouldn't shouldn't the places sell themselves? Why do you have to arm wrestle people into buying them? Um, I mean, we're we're like twenty four hours away from the states. So how often and I'm a, you know, am, am I going to use that thing? So it really wasn't an option to think about buying a timeshare. They really ought to think of a new term. Like timeshare is so 1970s. You could call it like uh, residence equity play or something like that. Something fancy, new age. But anyway, so the next day we... Went down, got the buffet breakfast, which was terrific. Marriott's, they can do a mean buffet. And depending on the country you're in, like when we go to Mexico, it's very cultural, local stuff, handmade tortillas. Um, This one here in Indonesia was fantastic. It had the rice toffel. It had a lot of Indian food. You know, we're down here um, on the Indian Ocean, and so the Indian subcontinent there is right across the way. Um, so just from a geography standpoint, again, if if nobody, I asked everyone who listens to this show to go look on a map of where Indonesia is. And if you still haven't done it, please go look. Because I think, I still think that people hear Bali and I think they're thinking like Rogers and Hammerstein, like South Pacific or something. Like it sounds like Bali, but we're, this is Southeast Asia and, um, it's not for the faint of heart. And if you can't, you know, if you can't handle it, there's the door. So it's a different ball game down here, but Indian ocean, uh, very warm. And so we wanted to check it out. You know, we hadn't, We'd been up in the mountains of Ubud, you know, hanging out with macaque monkeys. And uh, we heard there was an ocean nearby. So after we spent one full day doing nothing but sitting in a lazy river for eight hours and um, drinking bintangs, we decided it was time to hit the beach. The Marriott offers some, a free shuttle service. About a five-minute shuttle will take you down to their beach club, and you can get yourself a nice chair right on the beach. And so we took them up on the offer, and we headed down, and it was our first uh, glimpse at the Indian Ocean. It's a little bit different. It's not as tropical as maybe you think, um, but it's it's not as um, it's not as dirty looking of a beach as some people make it seem. You know, people had told us don't don't expect much. The locals like to sandbag, uh, you know, about their beaches. But 
It's actually pretty nice. It's nice white sand, really warm water. We got there and we were um, instantly approached by a savvy local renting out a surfboard and he saw me coming and I instantly got ripped off because I'm a sucker for surfing opportunities. So just to give you some background, um, I have tried to surf before um, in San Diego at uh I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say the name of the spot because that'll get me in a lot of trouble. You know, they everyone's got their little s- secret surf spot. I mean, it's not even in San Diego, but I just tell people that. And terrific place. And I tried to learn to surf there on my own, and I'm getting better. But it takes years because you have to go out a lot. And I did. I did catch a wave once, like really catch one, not the whitewater kind, but I was only able to get up on my knees. And once I got up onto my knees that day, you're going really fast, by the way. Um, suffice it to say, I wasn't I wasn't really carving. So I kind of just rode the thing back into shore. But what was important there is I, I got the feel of, of uh, kind of where you're supposed to catch it and man, you go fast. So I can't wait to actually do that someday. Uh, it wasn't going to be today in Nusa Dua. Um, I, I tried very hard. Um, and I just, I couldn't do it because, um, I didn't go out as far as I needed to. Um, I was scared. I was alone. I mean, there were a couple of surfers out there, but I don't want those guys saving me. I mean, how emasculating. And uh, you are it's a reef break, so you're way out there. And I was far enough that I don't even think my wife could see me. Uh, I don't think she wanted to see me. Um, but um, I sort of caught one in, in kind of the white water a little bit, but that's lame. You know, you, you don't want to do that. No more white water. You got to get out there to where they're breaking. These these bad boys were like, you know, one to three. It's a perfect wave. That's the wave I like. But it's a reef break. It's a it breaks quickly. And you know, one thing that I have a problem with beginner surfing, you know, they give you these gigantic surfboards. Um, I guess that's what you're supposed to do. But you know, I'm out there paddling this oil tanker around, and you know. I can't turn that thing. It's like, how am I supposed to turn it in time to get the wave? So needless to say, a little bit of a flame out, but I did one of the trips. I did uh, go out past where I was comfortable because they, they tell you, you know, do one thing that, that scares you every day. So that was my one thing. Um, but it was overall a very fun day. It was nice to get out to the beach and see what the Indian Ocean's all about. We're going to be up in Sanur for two weeks, and I'll have a full report from Sanur, including the do's and don'ts, which we're, we're working on them right now. And that'll be uh, later on this week, I believe. Um, and we, we checked out of, uh, so we came back to New Sadua. We, we checked out of the Marriott. And, um, yesterday we drove up to our place here in Sanur. 
my lasting impression of the Marriott complex was that it was very nice. And if I ever am in this part of the world again, I will definitely consider staying there as long as they keep the points the way they are because you can actually use them and get some good value out of it. It's always nice to get some good sleep. And hopefully everyone's well rested and ready for two weeks in Sonur. So thanks for joining us and we will see you next time.